Hello and welcome to our first episode of the Long Ball Premier League Preview Show. I'm John Townsend. I'm Declan DeBarb. Today we're going to be discussing the most chaotic club in Europe. No, we're not talking about Barcelona, we're talking about Arsenal today. to start us off we're going to be starting with the lead now Declan would you like to let the audience know how Arsenal did last season you know it was a mess it was a general mess for Arsenal has it seems to have been going of late and they haven't started preseason off all that great either a lot of complaints out of the Arsenal camp and you know they're looking to improve a lot upon last season's eighth place finish I think they're playing in the Europa Conference League, if my memory serves correctly, and looking to bounce back. There's a lot of storylines going into this season regarding the starting 11, the players leaving, the players coming in. But I think the best place to start is that horrific own goal that Arsenal conceded against Hibernia, where I think it was Bern Leno. He missed the kick to clear it, and in comes the Hibernia striker to put it away. Arteta out was uh, trending on Twitter. And I mean, it's just good old Arsenal. They're back at it. And um, they give Barcelona a run for their money for being the most diabolically run club in Europe. Uh, they've been in free fall since Wenger left. And it doesn't seem to be getting much better. It really doesn't. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say every single weekend, you're going to be seeing Arteta out trending on, on Twitter because that's just how Arsenal fans are. They, <laughs> they get very upset very easily. Um, but yeah, it's last season to me, it seemed like a squad battling two different mindsets where on one hand, they want to get into Europe. They want to get preferably champions league, but let's face it, Europa league at this point, but also with that same breath, they're bringing in all this young talent and building for the future, which spoiler alert, I think is what they should do, but they don't really seem to have a agreed upon philosophy, as well as bringing in Arteta, a guy who under Pep Guardiola worked a lot with the youth in, in Man City, and he was brought in under this message of this is going to be the guy who will bring through these youth prospects. But then they went out and signed David Luiz. He's gone now, thankfully, but they, they just didn't really have any cohesive plan, it felt like. Yeah, I think that that's a good point. On the one hand, they have players like Bakayo Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe and other players that can come in and fill those holes like Inketia, Mart Martinelli, Reese Nelson. But then they have players like David Luiz and Willian who just seem to bring that average age up and also players that aren't reliable. So Arsenal seem to be a club in a little bit of a mess right now, a club trying to transition to something new. And, you know, a couple of their signings look to be really promising on that front to bring in some youth, but, you know, just all over the place. Now let's move on to those signings in a segment we like to call We Know What You Did Last Summer. And Arsenal, at this at the time of recording, it's not 100% official, but let's face it, Fabrizio Romano has already given it the here we go. Ben White is coming in for £50 million. Pounds, along, Great along signing with, that. 
great signing, along with Albert Albert Lekonga, uh, central midfielder, seventeen point five million. If anybody tells you that they know this player is this the signer, nobody nobody knew him coming in from coming in from the Belgian league. Unless you're in have deep roots in the Belgian league, you don't know for sure. However, he is he is also managed by Vincent Company, and Vincent Company swears by him. Says this this kid has an amazing work ethic. He is going to be a, a great box to box midfielder for Arsenal. So that's that's a definite positive. They also have Nuno Tavares, who's a left back coming in for eight million. In total, they manager spent... legend. Football, football, football manager, manager legend. legend. <laughs> we care a lot about that on this show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so in total, they've spent seventy five million. They haven't sold anybody. They've cut ties with David Luiz. Massive positive, and they've also sent sent Matteo Guendouzi and William Saliba out both on loan. But they haven't sold anybody to recuperate anything. Well, I mean, their owners do have some money, so I think less of a concern and something that Arsenal fans are happy about that that cash injection into the club. I wouldn't be surprised if they sell one or two players around the edge of the squad before before the end of the window. Considering we are recording this on Wednesday, July 28th, there's still a lot to come in, but I think that these are really good buys from Arsenal and one player I want to focus on, you know, the price tag, obviously says something about their commitment to this player and the quality of him. But Ben White joining for 50 million pounds, he's huge. And he really solidifies that right-sided center back role alongside Gabriel that Arsenal needed. He's a player who was just so crucial for Leeds in their promotion season, really big for, for Brighton last season as well. He's a player who gives a lot of dynamism and allows Arteta to play the way he wants to. He's a player really good on the ball. He's not afraid to dribble. And as a center back, those are really crucial attributes. Mm -hmm. And he's also replacing David Luiz in the exact same role Luiz was in last year. But now you don't get those costly mistakes. You don't get those random red cards that Luiz gave you. He's a much more solid ball-playing center back. That should be a great piece for Arsenal's defense moving forward. The only thing I would say is, as a United fan, is... It's a little reminiscent to when United brought in Maguire and Wan-Bissaka in that one offseason where they figured, we're bringing in Maguire, he's going to solve all the issues, we're going to all of a sudden have one of the best defenses in the league. It takes time to establish a partnership at centre-back. We have no idea how Gabriela and Ben White are going to be playing together. I think that that's a good point, John. But at the same time, you see what Ben White was playing with when he played for Leeds under Bielsa. And I think that this is something that you have to go back to because I think Bielsa is the best manager at unlocking a player's potential. But the way that he was used in that season, he was kind of used as a rover on that right side. He used to push up and give Leeds the ability to play higher up the pitch, but he also isn't afraid to sweep in behind at the right back role. And I think that really unlocks something Hector Bellerin, who is a player who's not afraid to go marauding. And it just allows him to play a little bit higher up the pitch, not have to cover for David Luiz, who, I mean, is a mess defensively. He's really good some days, but on his day, he's just not there. And he's not a player who can sweep up behind a roaming fullback. So I think that Ben White not only improves Arsenal's defense, but in the same token, he improves Arsenal's offense because it allows them to play higher up the pitch, the pitch which Arteta wants, but also provides some defensive solidity so that they can commit more men in, in the attack and create those overloads that Arteta has been looking to create since the beginning. 100%. My only concern with Bellerin is, and I think he's an amazing wingback. I think in some systems he works phenomenally well. But 
the future is with Tierney, I believe, at left back. He is going to be their offensive wing back moving forward. And with the Arsenal team who's had a lot of questions marks with defense, I don't know if they can have two such offensive fullbacks going at the same time. So I'm wondering if they'd be better served selling Bayern and maybe bringing in Kyle Walker-Peters. A guy who has amazing defensive numbers so far with Southampton. Obviously, they're going to have to get past the fact that he was a Spurs player at some point. However, because he's with Southampton now, I think that gives them the leeway to bring him in. And he could be that great defensive fullback who can still get up the pitch that I think would unlock this Arsenal defense. Yeah, I think that that's a good point. But I think Ben White has the ability to play the role of two players and he'll be absolutely crucial if Arteta does want to kind of assert Arsenal's style onto games and allow them to be the dominant team, which I think is really at the core of his philosophy. Moving on to some of the younger players, let's talk a little bit for a second about Alba Lukonga and Nuno Tavares. I think this is the way Arsenal move forward, not by going big on these 50 million pound signings. Ben White is great, but by sinking that much money into one player, I think that the, it's a much more profitable way moving forward for Arsenal to spend money on these young players you can buy, grow, and in two, three years, sell for two, three times the profit and then keep on going from there. The same kind of model that Leicester City did when they won the Premier League and then sold all their players, reinvested in the squad and then got came right back even better. Yeah, 100%. That's the way that most clubs will end up building in the future, especially those who aren't owned by states. I think that we have to accept that the modern game is run by countries and those those teams will be the teams that really can spend their financial muscle and that can accumulate all of the best players in the world. But the smart clubs will always be the smart clubs and really invest in their development side and turn a profit and just keep turning over player after player. And it's a good step that Arsenal's going in that direction. They have the coach that can do it. I really do think that Mikel Arteta has the ability to craft and mold players in the way that he wants to. I think that if he has some buy-in to his long-term vision that this Arsenal team can succeed, taking bets on Lakonga and Nuno Tavares, who look to be not the finished product, but have ceilings to be some of the best players uh, at that club, let alone in the division, maybe the world someday, if they can reach the absolute ceiling of their potential is the way that Arsenal need to build. Moving on to the 11, where we're going to be breaking down how each team is going to be playing. How do you think Ben White is going to be slotting into this new Arsenal starting 11? I've already touched on it a little bit, but I think he's going to be absolutely crucial for this Arsenal defense. He's that player that can sweep in behind, clean up, behind a player like Gabriel who likes to push forward a little bit and who will win most of those aerial duels. Ben White, not the best aerial defender. Uh, And then Hector Bellerin, who is that marauding fullback. On the left, you have Kieran Tierney, who I don't think much, much can be said about how great this guy is. He's central to how Arsenal play and providing an option down that left, keeping wide where Aubameyang likes to tuck in play off of uh, Lacazette. But I think that the the really crucial thing for this Arsenal team will be this midfield. Uh, Arteta has played with this 4-2-3-1, but with Xhaka being sold and, uh, you know, that Arsenal team really having to try and cobble together a midfield. You have Thomas Partey and Torreira in the middle and Smith Rowe pushing forward. I think that they'll move him centrally this year with uh, Odegaard leaving. You have Saka and Lacazette starting up front and, This Arsenal team can be dangerous if on their day, but 
a lot of question marks still on this 11. Definitely. It's also a very versatile 11 because like uh, um, Tierney, in a pinch, he can, move, he can move in at center back, kind of like Kyle Walker can move in center back um, in a back three. I think a much um, better comparison is actually, is, is actually Aaron Cresswell at West Ham. I know that as a West Ham fan, I like to say this, but I think that Kieran Tierney is a younger Aaron Cresswell, a player who's got a cultured left foot, who's not afraid to push up, but also can play defensively in a back three. I think I think that he he reads the game really well and sometimes uh, can get lost in the fray a little bit, but definitely can provide that option at uh, left center back. One can only dream he can reach the heights of Aaron Cresswell. <laughs> um, uh, but I feel like Arsenal this season, they're going to have a bit of a problem in the midfield because they used Odegaard and, and Ceballos so much last season and that provided so much creativity to the, to the striking options. Now, Oba had a really bad season last year compared to his lofty standards. So if he has a bit of a bounce back year this year, I think Arsenal could have a decent year. I think that he'll be absolutely crucial. The partnership that he develops with Tierney, Tierney on the outside of him and Lacazette ahead of him is crucial to Arsenal's success. And I see you moving Emil Smith Rowe into the middle as a natural progression. That's the way that he likes to play in the position he likes to play. He's that creative force and he will be Arsenal's main creative option in this squad. It's a lot of pressure put on the youngster, but you know, he's risen to every every challenge he's faced. He looks like an incredible player, one for the future for sure for Arsenal and the centerpiece to this uh, Arteta side. And now looking at some other one of the kids that Arsenal has coming through the academy. The main one I think this season is going to be Miguel Aziz. He's a young centre-back. There's already drawn comparisons to Fabregas and Sergio Busquets. So big shoes to fill there. But he debuted last season in, in the Europa League. Should get a ton more matches this year, as mentioned previously with Ceballos and Odegaard leaving. But he's more of a CDM. So if Xhaka leaves, which at this point is still not, still not confirmed, but because Italy's, op- uh, Italy's transfer window stays open a month after England's transfer window. I really think that the Jacker transfer is going to end up happening. And when he does go, Lucas Torreira, he, when he first got to Arsenal, he got a lot of minutes and he looked fairly decent, but he just fell out of favor completely. Same with Guendouzi, but he's out alone anyway. I feel like there's going to be a lot of minutes opened up for, for Miguel Aziz. And I think that that central defensive midfield role is still up in the air for Arsenal. They signed Thomas Party um, last January, if I'm not mistaken, or was it was it at, was it in in the middle of the season? I can't quite. I think, remember. I think it was before last season, but I didn't play. I can't quite. Yeah, yeah, I can't quite remember. But you know, a player that they've needed that Metrodome in the middle of the park who has a lot of energy to burn, but he looked isolated a lot at times for Arsenal, where he was the one providing the main defensive solidity there, and I think that Miguel Aziz can step in that role, make it his own, and really help that back line linking offense to defense for this Arsenal team. 100%. Some other names to keep an eye out for is Omar Akik. He's a centre-back who was bought last season for £540,000 in January. He should get a lot more minutes this season in at centre-back because, again, that's been a problem position. I... I didn't like that they let uh, Saliba go out on loan because I feel like Saliba could be the first guy off the bench in at centre-back in case of a, a case of an injury. But with him gone, that's even more room for, for Omar to come in, get some minutes off the bench and make a name for himself. Another few names are 
Kalin Kirjan, who's a central attacking midfielder, who's drawn comparisons to Thomas Rosicki. We're just going all through the mid-2000s Arsenal legends, but he's been practicing with the first team all of last season, but has yet to make a match appearance. But for, through training with the first team week in, week out, he has to be getting better. He has to be getting more acclimated to playing at that high Premier League level. And Joel Lopez, who's a right back, is, when's the last time you heard this, Declan? A Lamassier graduate who's known for his pace and plays at fullback. Sounds like, um, sounds like the second coming of uh, Hector Bellerin. <laughs> uh, maybe, sure, maybe he does. I'm sure his bronze card on, fi- on FIFA 2022, 20, is it FIFA 22, will be uh, a hot prospect. Uh, yeah, I think that there's that connection there between La Masia and uh, Arsenal for some reason where... They just find these La Masia graduates who can't quite make it at Barcelona find their way to Arsenal before being sold on. But uh, definitely another one for the future. I doubt uh, we'll see much of him this year. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite players of all time is Cesc Fabregas too. So another La Masia guy coming, uh, coming to Arsenal. And now we move on to stoppage time, the rapid fire prediction round where we each get 60 seconds to answer as many prompts as possible. Declan, you're up first. But before we begin, we have to explain some of our prompts. The first one that we're going to explain is called Call Your Shot. This is when me or Declan calls our shot on something incredibly random and wacky that happens during a game, off the pitch. Who knows, but it's about the team we're talking about each, each episode. Second one is called The Continent. Pretty simple. It's whoever has the worst disciplinary record in the season. And the third one is European Vacation. This is if a team is playing European games, how far are they going to go? So, Declan, starting the clock, three, two, one, go. Finishing position for Arsenal. Mid-table. Top scorer. Lacazette. Top assister. Smith-Rowe. Stand-up performer. Ben White. Breakthrough prospect. Nuno Tavares. European vacation. Um, the final. You'd have to assume it would be the final. Call your shot. This is this is the one that I'm most excited about. Okay, Saka scores a goal, dives in into the corner at the Emirates Stadium at Arsenal's home, and someone throws an inflatable unicorn on the pitch. Love it. And the continent. Thomas Party. Very well done. 51 seconds. Okay, John, I believe it is now your turn. It is. And we're going to go now. Finishing position. Finishing position. European spot. Top scorer. Oba. Top assister. Emil Smith-Rowe. Standout performer. Emil Smith-Rowe. Breakthrough prospect. Miguel Aziz. European vacation. Quarterfinals. Call your shot. Oba and Lacazette celebrate as Batman and Robin. And lastly, the Cantona. God, I can't say Devil Louise, can I? <laughs> um, nor Xhaka. Nor Xhaka. 15 seconds. Thomas Part. Oh, Lucas Torreira. And that's done. 52 seconds. Very well done to you, Declan, and very great first episode. 
And that's going to just about do it for this show. Make sure you go listen to our other podcast we dropped today, all about Aston Villa. And make sure you stay tuned, because tomorrow we're going to be talking all about the birds and the bees. Yes, we're talking about Brighton and Brentford, so you won't want to miss that. Make sure you keep an eye on the website for all your tactical breakdowns and great articles ahead of the season at the Mastermind website. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you give us a five-star rating as it really helps grow the podcast. And thank you for listening.